You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of The Conjuring. All right, it's 918. We're headed down into the cellar where the door's just opened on its own. Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. There's someone here that would like to talk to you. There's something horrible happening in my house. November 1st, 1971, I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. That's not gonna help. This thing has latched itself to your family. Father, well, we never seen nothing like this. I'm coming with you. No way. I can't lose you. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. She's standing in front of my mom's bed. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for The Conjuring, and the story is as follows. In 1970, paranormal investigators and demonologists Lorraine and Ed Warren are summoned to the home of Caroline and Roger Perrin. The Perrins and their five daughters have recently moved into a secluded farmhouse where a supernatural presence has made itself known. Though the manifestations are relatively benign at first, events soon escalate in horrifying fashion, especially after the Warrens discover the house's macabre history. The film is starring Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, Ron Livingston, and Lily Taylor. It is directed by James Wan and written by Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes. Here to join me today for this throwback review, I have... Cody Derricks. Ooh, I wasn't sure what I was going to say, and a, 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 a spooky <laughs> ghost popped out. <laughs> and also, we have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. All right, everyone. So this is The Conjuring, regarded by many as one of the modern-day horror masterpieces. I don't know, debatable. It has certainly spawned a very successful franchise since its release in 2013, one which uh, we just had a sequel for actually this year, uh, which we reviewed here on the podcast. But we are going back in time right now to review this film because 
James Wan has another new horror film coming out this year. He didn't direct the latest Conjuring sequel. Instead, he has Malignant coming out in theaters this weekend. So we are revisiting The Conjuring to see where all of this obsessive stuff with James Wan and the horror genre began because, like I said, he's been kind of heralded as a new modern master of the genre by many. And I want to dissect what makes The Conjuring so unique, why it spawned this franchise, how do we feel about it today, eight years later. I want to start us off first with our resident horror expert here, Cody Derricks. Cody, what do you think of The Conjuring? Oh, I wear the crown hat. Um, so I remember seeing <laughs> the Conjuring in theaters when it came out because, you know, you're, I was by law obligated to. And it really struck me. Uh, I remember being kind of really just excited by the spooky retro vibe of it. I can specifically remember the moment that the opening scroll comes on. You know, the 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 shot of Ed and Lorraine freezes, turns to black and white, and then the very 70s style, uh, like, prerequisite exposition scroll pops up and i was like you, you can say star wars it's okay well, it's it's more amityville horror or something i think the, uh, i'm thinking of like the omen i don't know if these even necessarily have scrolls like that but it just is very much of a time and place mm-hmm. yeah it just really keyed me into the fact that james wan really knows what he's doing and he's gonna <laughs> take us on this retro ride and he has an appreciation for Um, the genre and specifically the time period that the genre takes place in, you know, he uses a lot of specific camera movements and um, even like editing styles that call to mind seventies horror. And I really appreciate that care and attention to detail while still making a really scary movie. (laughs) Like I'm sure like most audiences wouldn't even recognize the uh, specific kind of pastiches and homages he was going for. But it still obviously worked on audiences because, yeah, like you said, Matt, we're still getting uh, to varying degrees of success sequels and spinoffs to this day. Yep, completely. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Josh Parm, how about yourself? What do you think of The Conjuring? Um, 
Well, you know, I remember watching this movie back in 2013 for the first time and thinking that it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't quite go in on sort of the hyperbole of a lot of other people, but I thought it was a good movie. And throughout the years since that came out, we've gotten a lot of sequels and spinoffs. And I have to admit, those have not really been uh, as pleasurable to me. I kind of feel like this whole franchise has been subjected to diminishing returns. But because of that, it made me really interested to kind of revisit this first movie after so much time and see what my opinion of it would be now. And I still think that it's a very well done movie. And I think it really comes down to uh, the direction. I think that James Wan is a really keen storyteller when it comes to crafting these very like uh, stylized horror movies, but still have a focus on the characters. And I think that's that combination really works to the advantage of this film. I think that ironically the weaker parts for me are the Warrens in this movie, at least when it becomes more about like their personal lives. And I think every, the, the next two movies get even worse with this, but fortunately it's more minimal here, but I think that part is sort of the weakest section. And I also think the third act kind of goes off the rails a little bit in a way that doesn't work for me entirely. But overall, I think it's a really entertaining, suspenseful horror movie that maybe I don't think is like one of the best movies of that particular year. But I still have a lot of fun watching it. And I think it's very, very enjoyable. Yeah, I understand why this movie is well liked by a lot of people. For myself, my favorite horror movie of all time is actually The Exorcist. And Watching this movie and seeing that it is a uh, film that deals with an exorcism, I'm kind of awestruck by the fact that I've seen this movie three times and all three times it doesn't scare me the same way that the original exorcist still manages to do to this day. I mean, this movie doesn't even have uh, visual effects work or anything. It's you know shot in a manner that is also very grounded and feels like it could be authentic and real the same way that The Exorcist was. But maybe it's the character work that is spent on uh, The Exorcist where I have a more emotional attachment to that film than I do here because I agree with you, Josh. Uh, everything dealing with The Warrens is extremely problematic to me, and that is something that has always uh, been there in these movies that has continued on in the sequels as well. I will say the one thing that I do like about The Conjuring is that it does work very hard to convince its audience that everything that is happening in this movie is real. And that can be debated and disputed until the end of time. And in most cases, depending on who you believe, but I mean, common factual wisdom here is that this is all bullshit. <laughs> no. So... I admire, though, that the movie is presenting the, the this, you know, real life case, you know, with these real people. And it does this in the beginning. It also references it at the end as well with the photos and things of that nature. So it does then give this hauntingly creepy vibe to it, because now you all of a sudden, especially if you have any kind of, you know, religious doubt, believe in ghosts or anything where 
there's this contemplation of unknown foreseeable evil forces that are out there. Could they possibly one day take over our minds and drive us crazy or cause us to hurt our loved ones because we heard voices in our heads? Whatever. This movie does, I think, a relatively good job of at least deceiving its audience into believing that it's all real. Well, even that, in a way, is an homage, you know, like a lot of the 70s sure. horror was predicated on the idea of, wow, wasn't that scary? And guess what? It's a true story. <laughs> you know, yeah, I like on um, the like, Amityville uh, horror or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Exactly. The Omen, to a degree, was very much predicated on like, what if there was a baby that was the devil and like it came out like around June 6th, you know, like so they, yeah. they really were there really was kind of a. Uh, like this, the uh, demonologist fear of the seventies made real. Uh, so yeah, even that is kind of you know James Wan doing his homework. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt. But this is a preview of our 2013 review of The Conjuring here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Pictures Patreon, where for one dollar minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us, including the rest of this review. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.